When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up and use that fabulous app. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, he's here in studio, in case you missed him on postgame last night. Mark K, follow him at MK Hoops. <laughs> Will the Go Golly with us as well. He is Will underscore Golly on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Filling in for Joey today, it's our main man, Lawrence, on the controls. What up, Law? What is up, gentlemen? This is exciting. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm here with you. This is like my favorite day of the year. Happy to have you here. I think it's we a great had you day. On Monday, didn't we? Uh, yeah, it's a double dip week for you guys with me. So. This is what happens when Joey just abandons us to go to Atlantic yeah. City for four days. I know. That's right. Like, Secrets out, Joe. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, no, actually, Joey is uh, expected arrival any minute now back here in Chicago. Same time. So, um, but yeah, so, so is today your favorite day because it's day one of March Madness, Lawrence? No, it's my favorite day because I get to meet Mark K in the flesh. Oh, look at that. I and will say yeah. that, that embrace that you gave me at the door. Yeah. That was a beautiful thing. Hey, I learned from Big Dave. <laughs> okay. I, I, he's not here today, so I had to do my part. But it was very nice, though. I, it was, I was going to get a sandwich uh, for lunch. And rushing downstairs, and then who's waiting at the door wondering how to get into this building? <laughs> None other than our crazy Australian friend, Mark Kay. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Mark was messaging me in that moment that you and Casey were heading out the door to run to the market, and uh, he was like, hey, can you come let me in? And I was like, oh, there are people on their way down. And I was like, this will be a delightful surprise for all of them it to run into each other downstairs. The most delightful part of I, my day, I wasn't day, even for that sure. polite about it, though. I just said, doorman? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. I can be a doorman at a time. I was a doorman for you last night. Exactly. When you showed up in the middle. I got up from post game to let you in. I was watching that, guys, and that was that was. Pretty I'm a amazing. little sad I wasn't there for that. I was hoping you'd hold off. Yeah. Just I would soak in the game a little it. bit, and then today would have been your first show. But then Dave wouldn't have been here, so. Yeah. Well, you, I, yeah, but you got your own moment of like, oh, moment. my God, Mark's here in Chicago when you were just hanging out at the front row of the United Center together last night. Yeah, maybe we can spend some time on that and. Yeah. Later in the show. We'll talk about that at the yeah. back end of today's show. More on Mark's experience as he's had time to digest his first game as a Bulls fan in the UC last night. Exciting contest. Loss, though it was. Competitive loss. Sadly, we had to make a quick shift on what else we were talking about on today's show because we got some news on Lonzo Ball. Sham Sharanya tweeted this at around 3.15 Chicago, a.k.a. Central Time. Chicago Bulls guard Lonzo Ball will undergo a third surgery on his left knee that is expected to cost him most, if not all, of the 23-24 season, sources tell The Athletic. The sides are optimistic of the procedure reviving Ball's career. Uh, Woj piggybacked on top of that moments later. Uh, other people on the Bulls beat chimed in. Then the Bulls released their own statement on this saying... The Chicago Bulls, Garlonzo Ball, and Clutch Sports announced today that Ball will undergo a cartilage transplant Ugh. in his left knee. Ball will remain out indefinitely. Updates will be of uh, updates will be provided when appropriate. Um, yikes! Yeah. Big yikes. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Mark, I saw that tweet, immediately popped up, read the first sentence of it, said, ah, fuck, handed you my phone so you yeah. could read the tweet. And then you did the same thing I did, which was just read the first sentence of it. Yeah. But that's the part that I think Bulls fans, anyone living in reality, was expecting. Well, yeah, I mean, to take the, uh, the listeners and watchers behind the scenes, we were just sitting here backstage, just just talking, watching, watching March Madness. And I assumed you were just passing me the phone to just essentially confirm what we already kind of felt was going to be the case, which was Lonzo was going to be out for 
uh, you know, however many months he's going to have another surgery type thing. So that's all I thought you were doing. Mm-hmm. And I only read the first portion of the tweet. Yeah. Lonzo is basically having the third surgery. And I was like, yeah, okay, we knew this. Cool. We all- Here's your phone peck. Yeah. <laughs> but then I realized afterwards that, that the key part of the tweet was the fact that he was expected to miss most of the 23-24 season, which is not something I had... I just mentally haven't gotten to that point because initially when, when they were talking about this, it was like potentially another six months, which I didn't think it was going to be just six months based on Lonzo's recovery time with all these other injuries. I thought maybe it might be 10 months or something like that. But the fact that he's going to potentially be out for all of the, or most of the 23, 24 season, even though Shams in that tweet said that there's some optimism that maybe he can come back and play. Like why would, why would we have any optimism at the, at the moment? So uh, yeah, completely def- deflating news that just dropped before we went live. So tough man tough it's brutal too because as you said the original reporting and obviously it's an estimation was six months which puts you right at the beginning of next season and obviously you know taking things slow with Lonzo has been out over a full year at this point gotta like get him to the point of recovery you gotta start ramping up you gotta get you know some some activity and some conditioning under your belt before you can even start to really ramp up and there's no pain all this stuff but then you know, six months is like pretty long runway, but then to hear almost all, if not the entirety of the 2023-24 season, you kind of expected that. I think I was kind of prepared for that deep down, mm. but to actually see it, I think it's another it's thing when thing. it is slapped in your face as an official report of like, he might miss all of next season. And I think Bulls may- fans were starting to prepare themselves for that possible reality. And it just hit us in the face. Well, I wasn't though. I mean, maybe this is me being a douchebag, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know why I wasn't prepared, like preparing myself for that. Cause like, it, what, what are we in? We're in March now. He has the surgery now. Assuming that's six months, that takes us what through, through to September based on some very bad math that I've done in my head. Right. To Will's point, maybe there would be some, some time required in terms of building his body back up. So maybe he'd be back around like January was what I had in my head. So when the, when I continued reading that tweet, yeah. I was like, what? Well, but, yeah. and the the thing is, when the Bulls made their official Lonzo is being shut down for the season announcement, which was right around deadline day, right? The day after, whatever. They made that announcement. And in that announcement, they said, with the plan for Lonzo to have this full off season, to work towards getting healthy and being available for the complete 23-24 season. I remember the way that they phrased it, and when they shut him down for the season, they said something along those lines of, our plan is to have Lonzo fully available next season. And to go from that, which was only a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, you know, back in the middle of February, to now being like, well, actually he might be lost for the entirety of next season. That, that's a quick, ugly 180 to have to deal with. I think, I mean, that, that seems more realistic. Like I said, yeah. I mean, you just, you can't expect him to be back. And I think that really has to change the way that the Bulls front office approaches this upcoming off season, the way that they're thinking about their group in general, just because he's obviously such an important piece on the basketball court. But when you have this $20 million, basically dead money on your cap, it's really difficult, especially when you're already over the salary cap and touching the luxury tax, yeah. it's really difficult to build around that. Yeah, and what this means is you can no longer use the continuity excuse. Like I, I can justify it, or they they could justify it in the off season, and you know maybe there would have would have been a chance that that's possible with Lonzo coming back at some point this season. Obviously, he's, that's not happening, but at that point in time, it was a a fair assumption to have potentially. I guess you could make that argument. Whereas now, to your point, given this news that he's potentially going to be missing most of the of next season. You can't be sitting around here like talking about continuity or hoping Lonzo comes back and forms part of the nucleus going forward because clearly that's not something that can be relied upon. So to your point, William, it, it does change the dynamics of what the offseason will, will what, what it should look like. In other words, the Bulls have to move forward with the understanding that they're not going to have Lonzo, yep. period. Yep. Right. And if they do get him back, that cool. would be an incredible miracle it'd be great <laughs> yeah but like you cannot operate under the assumption that he's coming but back because see the the thing that i think some bulls fans might point to to say well gosh i don't feel good about that at all because you're right will but they said the same thing during the training camp weeks of last of this current season 
Like, somebody asked Billy, do you need to be prepared for the possible outcome that you don't have Lonzo at all this season? And he said, yeah, of course we're preparing for that outcome because it's a possible outcome. Well, what did they do? They signed an aging Goran Dragic and... There's a difference between possible outcome and a confirmed 100% it's happening outcome, right? Because that's where we are at this point. I suppose. I I think there's a difference between... Well, maybe we can get, obviously they had like the six week timeline, which we all knew he was going to blow by for the second surgery, which he had on September 28th. We all knew it was going to be a stretch for him to get back before January. But like the fact that they didn't rule him out until after all-star break, I think they knew prior to that, that he was going to be out for the season. But I think at that point they could also convince themselves that maybe he'll be ready to go for the start of next year. But when you get to a point where there's just simply no progress happening, you have to do something. And when you have to do something for the third time on the same knee because there has been no progress, I, I think it is a totally different story where now you, you have to figure out solutions. You can't just put a Band-Aid on it in the form of Patrick Beverly or Goran Dragic and hope that it will get better because this is a much bigger issue. I mean, it's kind of like the surgery itself, right? Like you can't just say... Time will, time will heal this. You know, re- he'll have time to recover. Uh, the more conditioning, the more, um, the more he's just able to, like, get treatment on this knee, the more likely it is he's able to come back. I just don't think it's going to work that way anymore. And I think we can all agree this team's just not good enough, and they, knew, they need to make changes, and now they're going to have a huge hurdle in the way of being able to do that with this money on their cap sheet. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, it's tough. And look, obviously, we've, we've touched on the, the high-level news, but there was further, you know, communications around the the, the, the cartilage transplant, as Salim is sort of suggesting here on, on the screen. Like, I, I, don't, I can't remember any time ever, maybe it's happened in the background, but I can't remember any time ever that someone's had a cartilage transplant. Right. Uh, it just it just adds to the whole thing. Like, what, what the hell is a cartilage transplant? I can make assumptions around that, but it doesn't sound good. Right. If, if I have to donate my cartilage to Lonzo, I will do it right here, right now. Right. Do you have a scalpel? Let's do sure. it right here, right now. Uh, you know, but, Bulls fans make those jokes all the time. You know, like, take my knee. I'm not using it, and I would really like the Bulls to get healthy. Yeah. Now this is a situation where, like, but and it, it makes you think back to the second procedure he had, which was, I guess, the one in September, right? which they called like an arthroscopic uh, debridement. debridement, yeah, which can be going in and cleaning up loose cartilage around the knee area and maybe similar to like an MCL procedure, kind of like shaving off a piece that has been partially torn mm-hmm. as opposed to repairing it. And then in those situations, and again, I'm no doctor, just from what I've read about basketball players and their knees and injuries, there can be an issue where if you go through too many of those procedures, you start to lose a sufficient malleable amount of cartilage in that knee area. So that might be the explanation for why he's now talking about a cartilage transplant because all these procedures, Lonzo's running out of cartilage. Not great. It's a fair assumption. We're obviously making that assumption, but like, it's a fair one to make. Again, I'm not a doctor either. Uh, neither, none of us. None of us are. But again, but how often do you hear about a cartilage yeah, transplant for exactly. a player, a basketball player dealing with a knee injury? Exactly. Exactly. So it's <sighs> it's all the news today. It just went from bad to worse, really. So uh, I mean, irrespective of this, and we we say this every time we talk about Lonzo, but we just hope Lonzo is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that he's going to now lose effectively two years. And it's not even just two years. Two and a half like, years. Two and a half. Like if he doesn't play until October of twenty four, it's two and a half years with the Bulls. But he's, he's even throughout his his, his uh, career before Chicago, he had injury issues. He's missed a lot of time. Like almost fifty percent of his career to this point has gone. The fact that he's potentially going to miss another season, I just really hope Lonzo is okay um, from a mental standpoint. I guess to to, to to have his career just sort of disappear like this when you're meant to be in your prime, entering your prime. And it's tough. So I just hope he's. I just hope he's cool. I hope he's fine, and um, I hope he's got a good support system around him to sort of get him through this. So, yeah, just just hoping he's he's all good and fine. Uh, Micah in the comments chiming in with a super chat saying, "Just when we thought we got away with a slap on the wrist for tampering, it's, it's good to be able to have levity in dark moments." <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, the, the Bulls have faced much harsher punishment when it comes to Lonzo Ball than that tampering. Uh, punishment that they got i mean 
But again, to echo those sentiments, Mark, this is what Arturis Karnaschovas, Bulls VP, said in the, in the team's official press release about this news today, in case you missed it. Quote, I continue to admire Lonzo's perseverance throughout this journey. This has been a long and challenging road for him, and this decision has been a difficult one to make. The organization is behind him, and he has our full support. Our training and medical staff continue their commitment to Lonzo's rehab and to working with him throughout the next phase to ensure his healthy return to basketball, end quote. Mm-hmm. Arturis obviously being very vocally supportive of Lonzo and what's been a, a really tough couple of years for him, but also, again, zooming out to the team's perspective and what AK has now facing him. Will, I saw you were kind of talking about this on Twitter when the news broke. The contractual element of this, not just Lonzo and the fact that his contract is fully guaranteed, but a lot of Bulls fans out there right now wondering exactly what the team's options might be as far as getting that money off their books in some way while still paying Lonzo his guaranteed money. There's the disabled player exception, which we've talked about on and off with Lonzo. Bulls didn't use it this past season in the hopes that he would come back, or this season rather. And then the other option being in the CBA, the Bulls could be alleviated of some of that money off their cap if it was deemed to be a career-ending injury, which again, that statement from Arturis, the most recent statement from Lonzo himself, nobody here is talking as if it's a season, a career-ending injury. No. So it looks like the Bulls are just going to have $20 million on the books for Lonzo for the next two seasons. Yep. Yeah, that was the primary thing that I saw on Twitter is why can't the Bulls just like cut him yeah. and wave him and get off this money? Well, the contract is fully guaranteed, as most NBA contracts are, the vast majority of them. Um, and so they can't just like cut him. But what becomes really difficult about this situation for the Bulls is that they're already over the salary cap. So this year, the, obviously the idea was to get him back, and this is going to apply to next year too. The idea is to get him back on the court. And so they're not operating under the assumption that he won't be there which means they're not going to apply for the injured player exception, the disabled player exception, which would give them um, about $10 million in this case. It's half of the, the salary up to the non-tax player mid-level, which is about $10.2 million. Mm-hmm. So they could have, in theory, used the disabled, or applied for the disabled player exception to get that, but there's a couple of rules with it that make it pretty difficult. One, you have to get it for a player on an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing this mid-season after the January 15th deadline, you're not really looking at very many impact players mm. who can join your team for that kind of money in January. That's just, th- those that doesn't really exist. All yeah. the major free agents are off the board in the summer. Um, the other thing is that money still applies towards your salary cap. And as I mentioned, the Bulls are above the salary cap and almost touching the luxury tax, which means if they were to use that 10 point whatever million, that would push them into the luxury tax, which not only are they not going to do, but like realistically, they probably shouldn't do that with this team. Like this team is not going anywhere. There's no real reason to do that. Um, I don't want to like get the leave the Bulls off the hook for not doing it. But like realistically, I don't blame them for not using it this year. And I think those same questions are going to come up next year of we're hoping to get Lonzo back. If he's not able to get back, then we're not going to be able to use that money on an impact player in January, February, because those guys don't exist. And at that point, does it make sense to go above the tax to bring in some player that's going to make our 31 and 37 team a 35 and 38 team or whatever yeah. it is. So mm-hmm. it becomes really difficult. Um, as you mentioned, they could in theory get that money wiped off the books. If the injury was deemed career ending, but we're just not at that point yet, and that probably won't happen until after next year. They'll be able to start to talk about that, but that will have to go through the Players Association, uh, through the team, through Lonzo's camp, and that's just a very difficult thing to do for a 26, 27-year-old. So, again, the Bulls are in a very tough spot. They basically are, I think, 10 or $11 million under the cap heading into next season, but that's before the Vucevic, Kobe White, Ayodesumu, Patrick Beverly free agency questions that they have to answer it's going to be very tough with this with this dead money on there and like i said they they still need to find a way to work around it because right now they're just not good enough yeah yeah and look i completely agree with everything you said assuming the team stays as is and based on how everything how every how the team has operated over the last sort of one and a half years it's a fair assumption to assume some or some or most things will stay the same 
because a lot of, in, in, in part because of the cap position they're in. But if for whatever reason things were remodeled and they were to tear down their roster or trade one of Levine, Demar, or Vuchko, something like that, then obviously that changes the calculus in so many ways. But also potentially the disabled player exception as well. So you're definitely right that if the balls are above the cap and pushing towards the tax, know that there is absolutely no chance this team will use the, the DPE to, to add another player. But if for whatever ever reason they've remodeled their roster, they've gone back to a, a, a retool, a rebuild, uh, you know, that they've gone away from this team and remodeled things and the cap structure looks a little bit different, then maybe in that scenario they could use it. But um, assuming things with Tamarine somewhat steady, then your point absolutely stands. I don't know if I mentioned this, but it has to be used on a player in the final year of his contract. You yeah. can't just like go out and sign yeah, anyway. you know, somebody for equivalent of the mid-level exception. Um, and the other piece of this that's just really difficult is because you don't want to dump him, basically the, the other way to get off of this money would be to like say, you know, here team X who has $25 million in cap space, take our first round pick this year and Lonzo Ball so you can wipe him off our books. Like they're not going to attach assets to get off of him when they're in this no. position that they're in. No. Um, so basically what they have to do is exactly what you said. They have to find another workaround, which basically means trading Damar or Zach or Vooch and taking a step back next year so that they can at some point take two steps forward. Hopefully at that point, Lonzo will be either getting towards playing again or, or actually playing again. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like, you know, it's it's similar to the Derek Rose vibes. Obviously it's not the same I think it was like 30 35 percent of the salary cap at that time that Derek Rose was taking up right now mm-hmm. Lonzo's only at like 15 ish percent yeah um, so it's not as damaging but the position that the Bulls are in they're above the cap they don't really have a lot of wiggle room and there just simply aren't a lot of ways around this right I, I mean if some Bulls fans still struggling to grasp that Kawain Wolford in the comments saying man the Bulls stay with players too long they don't really have alternative options as, as far as if they wanted to give up on Lonzo, so to speak, and move on. His money's guaranteed, the contract's guaranteed, and the Bulls don't really have any CBA paths right now, provided Lonzo is not ready to call it quits on his career entirely to get his money off their books. And, like, the best thing for both sides is to get Lonzo to play again, right? Right. Like, yeah. It's not just that like the Bulls would be better off cutting him because like who else are you going out to get? They're right. not in a position where they can necessarily sign free agents. Um, so just it, it's really difficult. And the best thing for both sides is to try to rehab Lonzo and get him to play again. The Getting him to play again, provided that Lonzo is healthy enough to play. The, the Benny in the comments, Billy Donovan should force Lonzo to play. I don't believe he's injured. What's wrong with some of you people? That's like the dumbest comment. It's dumber than the spelling of his name. What? What? What is wrong with you people? My gosh. Have some compassion. That would yeah. be an adjustment from Billy, though. <laughs> Something we haven't seen all year. <laughs> oh. Just kidding, Billy. That's but look, a, that's I mean, joke. you could, you could oh, theoretically God. get rid of Lonzo's contract, right? You just trade him to whoever, a team with cap space, but... In order to do so, you have to give up probably one, maybe even multiple first-round picks to do so. So, okay, fine. You move on from him. You get rid of him. But then instead of complaining that Lonzo's injured, we'd be complaining about the, the fact that the Bulls gave up assets to move Lonzo's contract. So yeah. they're in a lose-lose situation here, as you sort of noted. So, yeah, there's, there's no good outcome here. The best outcome at the moment is just to hope that he, the Bulls, his representatives, they're all aligned, that he can get right, that hopefully this third surgery is the thing that fixes him and gets him sorted, and fingers crossed it is. And uh, like I said before, I'm hoping that it is for Lonzo's, uh, Lonzo's sake, because to your point, people should be compassionate about this because this affects no one more than Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Like if we're down on this, just imagine how, how down this dude is, that two years, two and a half years of his career yeah. has just disappeared. And, and facing tough. a third surgery in the span of a year and change and realizing that there's a decent chance he's never playing again. And for no. people who don't believe he's injured, watch that video of him working out that he posted a couple months back, and you tell me he doesn't look watch like a Watch the video of him in Paris talking about how life is going right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's super sad. I'm glad you brought that up because, like – the, the joy that he plays with, I think you can probably equate to, like, the way that he feels about basketball, yeah. right? Like, he is so much fun to watch. I mean, some of the most fun I've had watching the Bulls in the past decade was mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball. And so mm-hmm. 
for him to not have that in his life, for him to watch this team play the way that they are and know what he can contribute to that, playing his favorite game, doing the thing that he loves and not being able to do it. Just just heartbreaking. Yep. Indeed. Uh, we got to take our first break here. You want a total sidebar out of left field Woj bomb as we head into our first ad break, guys? Okay. This has nothing bomb? to do with the Bulls. Okay. ESPN <laughs> sources. Charlotte Hornets owner Michael Jordan is engaged in serious talks to sell a majority stake in the franchise. Wow. To a group led by Hornets minority owner Gabe Plotkin and Atlanta Hawks minority owner Rick Schnall. MJ selling the Hornets. After years and years of the Hornets being irrelevant in the NBA. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's another owner that doesn't pay the tax. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that's part of the reason why he's going to win. That's a huge one. He's got to wait until after the lottery to determine Uh, the valuation there. Because if they're getting the old uh, Bulls, Wambanyama sweepstakes, that's going to factor into the... Closing costs. Bulls' most winnable schedule or game left on the schedule. They got one more against the Hornets at the end of March. Lost to them already this year. That we have. Uh, We're going to talk about the Bulls' remaining schedule coming up after the jab break. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, easy favor and hit that like button if you're watching along on YouTube. Helps us out a lot. Of course, also make sure, if you aren't already, that you subscribe to CHGO Sports' YouTube channel to get alerts anytime we got live shows on deck. Uh, Mark K. In the center seat in Chicago. What's that you're sipping on? Because I feel like we're about to listen to Mark K do a Goose Island ad read, y'all. Well, I'm glad you gave me this ad read. Because it, I, <laughs> I'm glad you gave me this one because, I mean, I've, I've, written, I've read this ad read before and I never experienced Goose Island before, right? I, it was just a theoretical thing in my mind. I'm sure... In my mind, it tasted beautiful and I'm glad to confirm it does. But even more why I'm really happy to talk about this goose island was the place where i met these two fine lads in, in the flesh Can in confirm. person first time ever we were at the the clybourne uh the brew house mm-hmm. we met there for dinner we met there for drinks it was amazing so not only is the beer fantastic friends but you will I, like you, you should go there with your mates you should go there for events you should go there there and, and just absolutely down a few cans have some have the matilda i mentioned the matilda last last night on the show that was a beautiful beer. I've got the 312 in my hand right now. There's a whole bunch of other options. What, should, what, what do you have there? I'm drinking the Blackhawks Pale, baby. There you go. There's so many options. What was when we tried Honkers? We tried the Honkers, honkers as well. Honkers on tap at the brew like house that. and the OG. The, the OG English Bitter Honkers. Best beer Goose ever made. It's, it's, that was extremely Delightful. good. Extremely good. I would, I would gladly have another one. And I hope we get to go there before I uh, go, go back again before I leave. But essentially... Yeah. If you don't know people, obviously Goose Island is a massive supporter of us here at CHGO. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988. So if you want to support these guys, if you want to support us, please do so. So if you want to uh, check out their two lo- locations, like I said, um, the, the Clybourne Brewhouse, they have another one on uh, West Fulton as well, if I'm not mistaken. If you want to go to events, if you want to drink beers with your mates, if you want to drink a beautiful beer like I have in my hand right now, look, look. Look at that. Mark wow. K drinking a Goose 312. Drinking on TV. Wait, do that, that again. Sight. I got to get you on the single here. Oh, look at that. Don't you like that? I gave him, gave him a single today. Yeah, we Beautiful. Had, had the ice Mark K deserves there. a single. He definitely that, does. That thirst just oh, that <laughs> quenched my thirst. So I'm, I'm, when I say I'm fully endorsing this program, uh, this, this product, friends, I, I truly, truly mean it. So uh, check out the, the brew houses. Obviously support the company. Get those beers down your throat. You'll enjoy it for sure. Mark K tested. Mark K approved. Goose Island beers. Last uh, night, just quick uh, story time. Last night, Mark was sitting courtside, pregame. He was watching warmups. I came by to go see him, and wanted a picture taken. So I grabbed his phone, and as soon as I did, a text came through from his wife, and it just said, "Get drunk." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he did on on some Goose Island. Yeah, shout out that's to her. Fantastic. I listened to my wife. As, as, as you, you should. should. Shout That's out right. to Jess. Shout out to Jess. Thanks for taking care of C-Red Teddy. Letting, letting Pops here come to Chicago. Have a good time. Get drunk. Get drunk. CHO <laughs> uh, Bulls today also brought to you by our great friends at DraftKings. Uh, shout out to our guy Cody. CHO Cubs, CHO Bets. Oof. Already took a couple tough losses today. That... Uh, uh, who was it? Char- Charleston? Charleston, San Diego who State. did not cover that five and a half or four and a half against San Diego State because of a meaningless foul in the last half second of a game. Oh. 
that's brutal. That's a, that's a Just bad beat. a brutal beat. Um, also, condolences <laughs> to him and all of you Illini fans out there. Condolences to our pal Io DeSumo as Illinois – this just went final a few moments ago. Loses to Arkansas in their first round matchup, seventy-three to sixty-three. Already seen a couple of big upsets. Kansas and Alabama, the two ones to play thus far, both cruised. However, Princeton, little Ivy League Princeton, taking down number two just, Arizona, fifty-nine fifty-five. Terry, shout out to and Pete, Car- Pete Carrill. Shout out to back cuts, backdoor yes. cuts, left and right, uh, and. Number four seed in Virginia loses 68-67 in dramatic fashion to the Furman Furries of South Carolina. Furman. Furman. <laughs> I think I've got the black lung pop. It was Furmania. Um, never had heard of Furman until today. Uh, they are some college in South Carolina that just beat Virginia today. Um, gotta love the tourney. And you know what makes the tourney even more fun? is putting some bets down on it. Putting some parlays across several games in these early days of the tourney. There you go. I got three down. I got three to go. Mm -hmm. It was the – they they have a a boost situation where up to 100% if you do 10 legs. There you go. I think it was 40% boost for six legs. How are you looking? You, I got three down. I got three more left. I have the Duke money line, Texas A&M money line. And one other. Oh, Citadel plus a 13 and a half. They got to keep it close Citadel. against Texas. Sounds like a win it to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, we've got eight I'm games sorry, Colgate. that are Colgate. final so Colgate. far. We've got six more tip-offs. And we've got action right now, Auburn, Iowa, uh, early first half. There's so much college hoops action, you guys. Go bet on it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up, which will give you that incredible offer of $5 down to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And those same game parlays at DraftKings Sportsbook, no sweat. If you don't hit your parlay, you get a bonus bet back. Multitude of reasons to have your sports betting fun and make your sports betting money at DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't forget that promo code CHGO. Maybe maybe that's why Jordan's selling the Hornets. Maybe he wants to get some more money to put more money onto the uh, into his DraftKings po- account. The man is a fan of gambling. It is true, <laughs> according to various reports and rumors over a number of years. Sorry about the Illini, Cody. <laughs> we all love you, and we're here for you. Oof, yeah. it's got to be tough. Hey, you know, good thing for him is he can't bet on Illinois in Illinois. Right, that's so. true. At least he didn't lose any money on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch my Northwestern Wildcats take a beating. I assume, at least. Your, your Northwestern Wildcats. I mean, I didn't go there, but I am a fan. Oh, okay. Casually. Sorry to hear that. Yes. Yeah, so, I know. What's your team? Uh, Grinnell College Pioneers. Let's go. Never heard of them. Thanks. <laughs> Division <laughs> three, baby. I was gonna say, is that is that a D one school? No, sir. <laughs> well, I'm not from here, so I need a team. So people in the comments, put put up, put put. You know, whatever team you you follow, if you make a, a good case yeah, for me, I need a team I'll too. Tell team. us tell us who to support. I'm open. Yeah, put forth a good case. Well, um, to it. Don't, so far the teams represented by current Bulls not faring too well. I was line I went down. Dale and Terry's Arizona Wildcats went down as a two seed. It's it's not not been Co- a great start Carolina, so far. Carolina, Florida State didn't make yeah, it. Kobe, didn't even make Kobe it. Kobe and P, P. Well Kobe didn't. and P. Well are out. Yikes. Tough. Yikes. Tough. Uh, all right, so moving along, we wanted to kind of just uh, take stock of where the Bulls are after that dramatic loss to the Kings last night, which did, in fact, if uh, you pop up those standings, Mr. Lawrence, oh, I could drop them back a half game behind the Washington Wizards. Uh, so you see there, as Lawrence has scheduled out or laid out those standings, that is the sixth seed, so the last seed to avoid the play-in. Heat at the seventh seed, top of the play-in at the flat, and then games back of the top of the play-in. So there you see the Bulls one half game behind the Wizards for that tenth and final spot. Pacers right on the Bulls' heels. And I don't know about you guys, but of Wizards, Bulls, Pacers, assuming it's going to be one of those three teams that get in in that final spot, the Raptors hold on, the Hawks hold on. I think the Pacers are the bigger threat right now. With the talent on that team compared to Washington. What about you, Mark? The Pacers have a tough stretch, so I will say that. But they probably are the most co- cohesive unit of all of those teams that you mentioned. 
and they're seemingly trying to win. They, yeah. they want to win. Like that young group wants to get into the postseason. Whereas, I mean, the Bulls and Wizards are saying the right things, but sometimes through their actions, maybe they're saying something completely different. <laughs> so I think it's a fair assumption to make. And, and importantly for, for the, the Pacers, like they have the tiebreaker over the Bulls, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty uh, sure the Pacers do, the Raptors do. Yeah. They have one more game against the Hawks that will determine the tiebreak, but they have the tiebreak over the Wizards. Bulls have tiebreaker over Wizards because it was 2-2 season split, I believe, and Bulls Bulls have a better conference record. Right. Yeah. So I I guess from my perspective, I I have no idea, obviously, he's going to get in the 10th, but because these teams have been so inconsistent all season, like there's no way I can feel confident about saying, yeah, it's going to be this team, that team, or even the Bulls. So I guess all I've been really concentrating on is the Bulls and their schedule Mm -hmm. and their schedule coming up, and it's... uh, it's not ideal, let's say. They're playing a lot of good, reasonable teams, teams that are arguably better than them. And, <laughs> and by arguably, I mean they obviously are. So, uh, yeah, it's, they've got a tough road ahead. So I haven't dived into the other team's schedule as deeply as the Bulls, but based on what the, the Bulls have coming up over the next one to two weeks, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Well, shall we take a gander at that schedule? This is how the Bulls' month of March ends. Uh, that's their remaining games in March. There's also, I think, one more of the 31st is when they have Charlotte Hornets. So there's a winnable game in there somewhere. But uh, this weekend's back-to-back. You got the Timberwolves and the Heat. Would assume Carl Anthony Towns will not be back as early as tomorrow night. You know, we got that update earlier this week that he's nearing his return, but I'm guessing it's not going to be tomorrow night. So maybe a more winnable game for the Bulls there without Cat. Uh, the Heat... Tough team, have played them tough. Bulls actually started this season, which feels like a lifetime ago, with a road win against Miami. They're scraping and clawing to try and maybe avoid the play-in. You got to play the Sixers twice in a row. Portland has had a rough year, but you got to play at Portland. Mm -hmm. Then you go at both L.A. teams, Lakers and Clippers, scraping and clawing in their own respective spots at the Western Conference standings right now, and then a home game against the Lakers again. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lot of games in a short amount of days, including two back-to-backs on the backside of March. Yeah, and depending on the point in the season, like, I would have felt different. I I looked at this March schedule differently. Like, obviously, the Lakers, since the trade deadline, are a completely different team. They've actually been playing very good basketball. So, Mm -hmm. a month or two ago, I would have felt somewhat confident confident in those games, whereas now I'm like, maybe not. The Wolves are starting it, not that they're a good team, but, like, they've gotten together somewhat, especially on defense. Uh, There's... The Bulls haven't just they just can't beat the Sixers with with Joel Embiid. So hopefully, hopefully he's not playing that way. They have a chance. But if Embiid is playing, I can't. That those I, are two Bulls L's. They, if yeah. Embiid's playing, those are two L's. <laughs> those are two L's. So over the next week, two weeks, I foresee a lot of losses coming up. So this is going to put and potentially this could put a significant dent into their playing chances, which is why I lost last night. Even though it was a fantastic game, it does hurt in that sense. So, yeah. Um, Do you remember how many points the, the T-Wolves scored against the Bulls uh, in Minnesota earlier this season? I'm pretty sure Big Dave remembers. and <laughs> fifty points! I can still feel it in this chair from when he was raging about it. But yeah, it was a Oh my God, yeah, that happened. Yeah. yeah sorry. Hey, speaking of, speaking of the chair there, uh, C-Red UK did ask this earlier. Is Big Dave's chair... Bigger than the others? It looks massive on Marquet. They are the same size chairs. It could just be that Big Dave fills out this chair a little more than Mark fills out this chair. I think it's the angles as well, because your chair is angled in maybe the uh, the way. So you don't see the spacing as much? Maybe. But when... That embrace that Doug, uh, Doug, Dave gave me last night, mm-hmm. that was the best hug I've had in a long time. Dude. But can I just say, like, I felt his biceps and triceps. I'm like, this dude is built. Oh. <laughs> I was actually He's, scared. I'm like, he could crush me in two seconds if he wanted to. If I, uh, if I were mid-fall from several stories up out of a building, <laughs> say, because I read the Lonzo Ball news or for any another, other number of reasons, being a Bulls fan all my life, if there was a person at the base of that building to catch me and I changed my mind mid-fall, I would want that person to be Big Dave. That man is thick. He was... He is strong. There's a reason <laughs> his name is Big Dave. Yeah, I learned that last night. His name is not Small Dave or Medium sized Dave. Big Dave is Big Dave for a reason. It was both a beautiful hug, but I also realized that I could easily be crushed right now. Did you feel dangerous, but also safe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I just, my mortality, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> 
That was he close. could crush my bones into a fine paste or powder, <laughs> but also I feel like He's a also perfectly the gentlest, kindest, right? Most yeah. you feel like a baby kitten, optimistic, nuzzled and by its person mother. that's ever existed. <laughs> I love Dave. I love Dave. Oh, who doesn't? Can I uh, share some interesting injury report news? You you brought up Cat. Sure. So I went to look at the injury report. Cat is indeed out. However, Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. questionable. Um, Nas Reed and Austin Rivers also questionable for the Wolves. Okay. Javante Green listed as doubtful. I did see that upgrade as in, as to Javante from out to doubtful. My guess is that he's st- it's not like he's going to magically get a green flag and play tomorrow night, right? No, it's but just, Billy said it, that he doesn't was... mean significant progress is being made. We talked about it, I believe, in pregame last night while you were at the UC. That yeah. there were some positive signs from Javante participating in practice this week. That's right. Yeah. A big thing for rehab and recovery for all these guys, especially ones that have been out for extended periods of time, is when they get up to the level where they can do cutting and dynamic running and jumping, can they again come in and do it the next day? Or are they going to be held back because there's some soreness there? And so Javante was able to do back-to-back days of high-level running, jumping, cutting, it was one on zero shell drill, shell drills, um, just five on zero stuff. So no contact, but that was a big step in terms of progress for him. So I was pretty under the assumption that he was not going to play again this year. Moving from out to doubtful, I do feel like that's a pretty big jump. And so maybe they will see him back. I again doubtful for tomorrow for a reason, but yeah. uh, could be back at some point this year. I'd love to see Javante play basketball in actual human form <laughs> like uh, me being here if John Javante could come back while I'm here that would be uh yeah that would be amazing that's Same another crazy thing with the injuries I mean I think he was out in December or yeah yeah it was the first game against the Warriors in Golden State and then if I recall and then got hurt it's like he was out and then came back for a game yeah and then was out for a game and then came back for a game and then was out was gone. Had, had the debridement and you know they they initially said four weeks and it's been like two months. So hope that can get, guy can come back because obviously the Bulls need him, but right. he's been a minimum player his whole career, yes. and he has far outplayed it yes. through his year and a half with the Bulls. And yep. whether it's with the Bulls or not, like that dude deserves to get paid. So uh, As Mike in the comments said, it's not just the Bulls need Javante. They need all five of them. All <laughs> five Javante. That is also correct. Uh, NHK20 said Javante finally warming up before the games, which we haven't seen in forever. So... Uh, there's clear the, the Bulls wouldn't elevate Javante from just out, still out, been out for a while, going to be out for a while, to doubtful unless they had some reason for optimism that he is trending towards playing and that the step after doubtful is questionable and one day closer to maybe actually coming back and playing before the season's through. Mm. Um, but again, maybe the question is, what's the point um, if the Bulls are playing meaningless games, but they aren't meaningless games yet. This team is still dedicated to trying to get to that play-in and then the playoffs. Uh, Law, do we have that quote from DeMar DeRozan uh, from after their loss to the Kings last night uh, about their situation that they're facing, saying, it sucks, we've just got to keep pushing, keep fighting. You can't let it discourage you too much to make you feel like it's over. Uh, We understand we still have an opportunity to play this thing out until we can't no more. Um... I mean, they're a half game out of a play-in scenario. But as you were talking about with their schedule, Mark, it's not going to be easy. When you look at that back half of March with those eight games, some West Coast games, some back-to-backs, what do you think they need to go in those eight games to keep themselves in that play-in hunt? Like, what, do you think four? if they go four and four in those games, are they still in the picture? Because I can't imagine Indiana or Washington, like, running away with that 10th seed. Yeah, that's what I was, that was. As soon as you asked the question, five hundred is what came into my head um, because you just can't trust. Like I said before, you can't trust the Pacers or the Wizards or even the Raptors. To be honest with you, too, for them to, you know, go on a, a, on some sort of winning streak in their, their own right. So I think if they could go five hundred, and if they play like they did last night against the Kings, I know that was a loss, but that was a really good, well executed game from the Bulls on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. If they can play like that, even against some of these better competitions, like the Kings are a very good team in the West. 
if they can play that way against like the Lakers, the Sixers, the Wolves, the Heat, these types of teams, like those teams aren't world beaters. They're, you can get them if you're playing well. It just, I guess the issue for the Bulls is we never know which team is, or type of team is going to, to turn up. So right. if this, the team that we saw last night turns up this weekend against the, uh, the Heat and Wolves, then they have a chance to get those games. And obviously, if you can get those games this week, you get, that's two less that you have to get for, through the rest of the way. So I think if they can go 500, they should be okay. But, you know, let's see. Let's see. I mean, you look at these teams, it's like Wizards, five games under 500. Bulls, six games under 500. Pacers, seven games under 500. If you can go 500 for a stretch, that's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that would be great. Um, you mentioned remaining strength of schedule. I just pulled it up here on tankathon.com. Pacers, second hardest remaining strength of schedule. Bulls, 10th. Wizards ninth, so it's going to be tight, and it's going to be who executes. I think, to your point, Mark, the way that the Bulls are playing right now, they should get in. Like they're playing good enough basketball to be the freaking tenth seed, and I think it'd be pretty disappointing if they didn't get there. Given that that's what their goals are, that's what they're trying to do, but they do have a really tough schedule here. They've got teams that they have not been able to beat, but I think they have been playing a higher level of basketball since they got Patrick Beverly since the all-star break and it's still in sight like Demar said I mean I feel like I've heard him say it sucks it's frustrating like 38 times this year already but these other teams aren't pulling ahead the Bulls aren't going away either so it's going to come down probably to the last few days and they just need to out execute like these sub-average teams yeah which you know for the Bulls Easier said than done. Um, all right, we got to take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with some more talk about Mark K's visit to the Windy City so far. And uh, I believe Mark has some, some show-and-tell items that he wants to bust yeah, out. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to be a surprise. Uh, in the meantime, some though, props. hit that thumbs-up button. If you didn't the first time around, you're still here, still sitting here. Why not toss us a thumb in the upwards direction? And uh, Will, Will's going to read an ad for you guys in studio you ready for it because you know sometimes when these guys are doing their hq episodes there's some ad reading going on what do Dave you mean and there's I some here. ad reading going on we read our ads you do fumble you do we fumble our way through our ads <laughs> i'm just saying this is the first time ever i think correct me if i'm wrong not the first time ever. in studio we not, one time it was just you and me dave wasn't here and i had to read okay <laughs> second time ever second time in studio ad read from will go gottlieb y'all no pressure Chicago! <laughs> Hello! You've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north side to the south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt, Yay. as Dave would like to say. <laughs> get decked out like Damar with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles. That's FOCO. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the Bears fan in your life, we got a lot of new jerseys that you could potentially be getting. Yep. Mm. There's a stretch run here going need on with the DJ Bulls. Need a DJ Moore jersey. Believe it or not, you do need a number two jersey with the Bears. Uh, the Cubs and Sox are starting up. You can get some gear for them. Go to foco.com, and we will get you covered there. So check it out at foco.com, or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO for 10% off. Boom. Foco.com. In your face. In your face. For show show. For show show. Foco.com. For Twix. Today's episode of CHGO Bulls brought to you all also by our friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses alike. And the communities ComEd serves save money and energy. Two things. Both of them. Money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. So here's what you do. Don't wait. Get started saving your money and saving your energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash 
Powering Biz. That's B-I-Z Biz. Or if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, you can call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email them businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Love the fine folks at ComEd. We do. Saving money and energy, people. Um, all right. We've got uh, 10 or so minutes left on today's program. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Obviously, the biggest story today was not Lonzo Ball having surgery. We saw that coming. It's a bummer, but we saw it coming. The biggest story today is that Mark K is in Chicago. It's going to be the biggest story of the day until he leaves, people. Damn right. Um, what is it? Do you feel like you had a chance to process what last night was? Uh, yeah, in some ways, in some ways, uh, like, I, I mean, I, I shouted him out last night, but I, another shout out to, 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 uh, Joshua Rosen, a season ticket holder for the Bulls. Um, I, I plan on writing a story to capture all of my thoughts and my experiences here in Chicago once, once my trip is done and I'll, you, you'll see, you guys will see the detail of that at that point, but another shout out to, to Joshua because it's one thing to come to Chicago to go to a Bulls game, which is something that I always wanted to do. And whilst I was here was obviously something I was going to do, but to get the opportunity to sit in the stadium where I did, <laughs> man. You I had better seats last night than I have ever had at the United Center. And <laughs> part of me feels really guilty about that. No, but you shouldn't, because you made a much further trek than those of us <laughs> who live in Chicago. Yeah, I'm a bit, I guess the point is like, I'm still blown away by the type of reception that I'm receiving just but not necessarily just by Bulls people but like people across the city of Chicago so not I mean uh, another example I, I gave you guys a couple of examples last night before I came to the studio today I went to Starbucks because I wanted a bottle of water mm-hmm. their card system was down like they, I couldn't pay for the water so the dudes were just like yeah just take it dude I was like are you serious <laughs> and like yeah just it's on the house I'm like wow well, and I'm not saying that they obviously gave me that because they know I'm this right. extremely influential, <laughs> the oh, least influential no, they, they influencer know you're, going you're around. You're semi-Twitter famous. <laughs> no, but it's like, I, it just speaks to the, to the level of uh, kindness around, around this town. So that's another thing that continues to just floor me every single time. So again, shout out to Joshua. Shout out to his son, Aol. But uh, yeah, I, I have started to process this and I actually took a few videos of the game last night and I was able to sort of digest the game a little bit more by watching some of the videos that I took from last night. Uh, I took a video of the first possession last night where <laughs> I think they'd had a turnover and, and yep. De'Aaron Fox. I'm like, I'm going to get the video out. This is my, my first ever play that I'm going to see with the Bulls live. I'm videoing this thing. And what do they do? They turn the ball over. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox goes down in the other end and has an easy dunk. But um, so I re-experienced the game in that sense, re-experienced the game by going all over the, the photos that I took yesterday. Just an incredible, amazing experience. And, um, and you I, get to do it several more times. That's the best part about this. I'm going to the game tomorrow night. Um, friends, if you're going to the game, I'd love to meet as many of uh, as many of our diehards as possible. If you're there at the game, let me know. The reception isn't great in the UC, but or at least for me, because I'm using international roaming. Yeah, but no, um, it's still tricky if your cell provider is somewhere here. Okay, fair the enough. UC is just a giant dead it's zone. It's not great. Yeah. Okay, well, the point is, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if you're there. I'd be more than happy to meet anyone. I want to say thank you to everyone that supported us here. Um, and everything we do at CHTO. So if our paths can cross, I'd be happy to do so. Um, but yeah, I get to go to the Bulls game tomorrow, potentially Saturday. Um, and they play another game before I leave as well against the Sixers on the, on the Wednesday, I think it is. So Right. Yeah. They also more. have their road game against the Sixers Monday of next week, which yep. keep it, uh, stay tuned. We'll have further details, maybe one of the games this weekend when we're doing pre and post. Uh, for that game, what we were thinking is to pick a bar here in the West Loop, somewhere near our studio, and just go watch the game there as opposed to watching it here and invite any and y'all out there in Bulls Nation to come meet us up at that bar in West Loop if you want to hang out with us, watch the game with us, get your chance to meet Mark K before he flies back to Australia. So we haven't picked a location yet, but it's probably very likely going to be somewhere here in our neighborhood in the West Loop. So once we pick a bar, we'll let y'all know where that is. That's going to be for the Bulls Sixers road game Monday of this coming week. Uh, and that's a six o'clock tip, right? Because so, it's in Philly. Love a six so, o'clock. Love, love a six o'clock tip, uh, which makes it even better if you want to come out and watch the game at a bar on a Monday. Six o'clock tip. 
Get done by 8.30. Have some beers. Have some beers. You know they got goose on tap. Everywhere's got goose on tap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, all right, Mark, what's, uh, what's the show and tell stuff you wanted to talk to us about? Well, or, or show and tell us about? Well, it's not necessarily... Well, I guess it's a bit of show and tell, but it's also giving, right? I'm a guest in your country, <sighs> right? You're also my friends. So <laughs> what do true. friends do? They like to give each other gifts. Or at least some friends do. Um, so I've, all, I've, I've brought gifts for everyone, basically. That's, that's what I'm very, trying to get to. Very kind of you. You so, brought yourself. That is the gift. The only gift that we yeah, asked of that's you. All I, that's all I cared about. Well, I, uh, I, I want a gift. Well, you're, you're getting a gift. <laughs> you're in luck because I've got a gift for you. The I'll goat is materialistic, you guys. <laughs> I'm a material girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I told the guys to look away because I've actually got the gifts hidden under my chair. So they haven't seen them. I'm actually still dirty. You around. get a car. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. So uh, just bear with me as I... Look away again, please, because I just okay. got to get them out of my oh, chair. So just, just make sure you let know, let Will know when he can look. Yeah. He wasn't sure last time. Yeah, before the show, Mark was loading up his uh, little gift basket under his chair, and he asked me to turn around and <laughs> said that he would tell me when I could turn back. And after like three minutes of playing on my computer, I said, I like stood away. up. He also <laughs> Mark walked, walked, walked away. away. <laughs> I was like, can I turn oh. back around? And <laughs> Peck just burst out laughing. But but he did say, I heard him say, okay, you're good now. You just didn't hear him say it. I just didn't hear him say it. I was he locked did not in. Hear him say it. He has walked away once again, but he's... He's walked away once again. I don't even Honestly, know if I'm anywhere close to my microphone. I really don't think you have to look away. I mean, what's on the... It's there on I, his chair. I'm following it's instructions, Lord. I do what I'm told. Oh, boy. Also, I just kind of like hiding between my hat and my hoodie like this. It is kind of fun. I feel very safe. I feel like I'm being hugged by Big Dave. Sorry, sorry. I forgot Big Dave's in my bag still. Let's start with you, Matthew Peck. You can hide your... I mean, you can look now, too. Oh, thank you. But um, this is going to be... And thank you for letting me know. (laughs) (laughs) This is like... Yeah, it's not not as eventful as what I'm making it out to be. But we know that you like to wear... uh, What what do you guys... Flip-flops? Birkenstocks? Birkenstocks. And we know I've given you shit about that in the past. It's true. I don't know why. I assume all Australians wear sandals. We do. Which is why I wanted to give you these. (gasps) Pair of thongs, right? Actual pair of thongs. Not Birkenstocks. Actual. I know you guys don't refer to them as thongs. You call them Some people do. Okay. Well, I got you a pair. I'm hoping they fit you. They're a Billabong brand, an Australian brand. Wow. Billabong. Wow. I do every once in a while (laughs) swap out Burks for flip flops. I like. I I have had flip flop phases of my life. Thank you so much. No worries. So if I have to see your feet, I would prefer to see them in that than the Burks. That's the point of the gift. Because you want to see my big toe separated from my second biggest toe with a thong. Is that why? I'm saying I don't want to see any of it, but I'm saying (laughs) if I have to see some of it, then I prefer it in that. I, I appreciate the gesture, <laughs> and I it looks like you got about the biggest size they offer. Uh, what is this, a US 13? Is that your That's going to be as, as about as close as we get. I'm like 13 and a half, 14, I, I asked, depending on the I shoe. I asked Big Dave what your size was, yeah. and he said 13, 13 and a half, but they didn't have half sizes, so I'm like, uh, I'll go. just go to the 13. I'll go to the 13. We can make it Risk work. It. Also, black and gray, like my favorite color combo. Yeah. Other than black like your and heart. red. So. Like your heart. Like your heart. Appreciate it. Look at that. Such a sweetheart. I'm, I, Bringing me sandals. <laughs> We're so close to sandal season too, Mark. We're, We're so close. I've actually busted out of the Burks a couple times already. There you go. Some of these uh, are unfortunately, Big Dave couldn't be with us tonight. But uh, David, if you are watching, I got you a CD because we know you Just love. Real quick, summer pack is coming. Sorry. Oh, look at that, oh, look at that man. He's on the way. Look yeah, at that beautiful coming. man. Couple he, of weeks. Yeah. Look at me wearing my shady rays. Does that mean you're going to shave the stash? Oh, oh, dude, are you kidding me? Regular season finale. Assuming they don't make the play in. Whoo! Gone. Wow. Sad to hear it. Well, right, I yeah, do it for Dave. the people. Here we go. Back we to go. Dave. Well, we know Dave <laughs> likes music, right? I don't know if I've met another person who loves music more. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give Dave a CD. Um, and this CD here, Parkway Drives, Horizons. Uh, it's, I'm not sure if he's going to like this, to be honest with you. It's an Australian metalcore band. Okay. Um, it's a lot of people yelling and screaming and playing heavy music, so he's probably going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to give him this because it's a very important Australian metal album. And I didn't want to give him like the, the, the typical ACDC or nonsense like that. Like right. I didn't want to be or Men at Work, you know. That Something that he already knows. Yeah, I didn't want to give He'll him like that He'll appreciate the obscurity of it, I'm sure. I mean, I hope so. you should have went with Gang of Youths. 
I don't, who are they? See? There we go. All right. <laughs> I don't listen to trash, man. Who, who are gang? Uh, if you don't know who they are, how do you know they're trash? Because I don't listen to it, so I assume it's bad. Wow. That's okay. just, I, I make assumptions. Spoken like a man from my own heart right there. <laughs> Jeff Rock's in the comments. <laughs> Best of Kylie Minogue. Yeah. I don't know if you guys get that, but I get that. That's is, funny. Is she Australian? She is Australian. She's Australian. I did not know that. She's a legend. She's got a couple of radio hits from the past She's several years. Sure, yeah. I can't remember the name of any of them or the tune or how they go. But I recognize the name. She's got some bangers. She's got some bangers. bangers but uh, Big yeah. Dave, when I see you, that's for you, my friend. I'll I'm sure he will here. like that. Uh, listening to new music. Next one, William. I mean, what do you get the man who has everything in this world? He has the boyish good look charm. The perfectly quaffed. Perfectly quaffed. <laughs> <laughs> incredible beat writer. What, what do you get this man? What do you get the goat? So I decided you get the goat, a book about another goat. Oh, so, Lauren Jackson, the best Australian basketball ever. I've gotten her her story. Oh hell William, yeah! So uh, enjoy reading that one. I will. Uh, Thank from you. one goat to another. Not no, no, not me, another. but you two to Lauren Jackson in that sense. So that, that's for you. Let me know how that, that goes, and uh, maybe Very I'll read kind. it after you. So um, and Joseph's not here. So um, unfortunately, this is I probably get his all. Gift? <laughs> I get his gift. <laughs> Lawrence gets it all. But I've I've got a couple pack of Tim Tams. Yeah. Tim Tam. Tim Tam. That sounds like a made. It looks like Australia was just like, okay, well, we can't use Kit Kats because that's already taken. <laughs> we need something similar. Um, it's not sponsored as such, but uh, they are a chocolate biscuit. So there's a biscuit, there's chocolate layers, and then it's covered with chocolate. This thing is. I was going to swear. I won't. It is so, so good. And Jeff Rocks again, smashing it. This dude is on it today, man. <laughs> Tim Tams. Awesome. These are glorious. So unfortunately, Joe, you're not here, my friend. Maybe I'll see you afterwards. So maybe you just leave the him the one box and we can share the other? Yeah. Well, maybe we just have we'll, them all. We'll talk. Those. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I wanted to get some Tim Tams in for you guys. So too. like a wafery kind of not chocolate cookie wafer. with cho that looks like a, th a Girl Scout Thin Mint. That's what that looks like. Are, do, you, do you have Girl uh, Scouts in Australia? Nothing I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Just like a, a club for, for young girls in America. They earn badges and a variety of different skills and things. But then once a year, they sell cookies that they make. Okay. And people are obsessed with them. And they have one particular cookie that looks exactly like that. I'm tipping this is better. And unfortunately I'm, for Joey, there's going to be none left for I'm him. I'm very intrigued yeah, to try some. I definitely made all those. Yeah. It's like Sorry, yeah. maybe we would need to ask Joey if he would be willing to share, but now he's not even here. I mean, maybe if Joey would have come back in time, then he would have yeah. a say in this, but he I hasn't mean, true. come back, and now I'm still here. I've been here all day. Yeah, doing the show, so I'm eating the Tim Tams. Yeah. Give me the Tim Tams. And you as each of the Hawks guys have filed in one at a time, They're stay tuned Tim for Blackhawks post game yeah. later tonight. Tim Tams. Are I thought, up. oh, is that Joey having returned? Nope, just our Blacks, Blackhawks crew showing up. Oh, yeah. Joey's still just vanished. I don't know. Maybe he I haven't seen Joey in like two weeks. That's he's he's dead. Me neither. It's it's gone. It's actually been like five yeah. days, but it feels like two weeks. Maybe he's enduring some sort of the hangover situation in Atlantic City right now. Maybe. Haven't heard from him in hours. Let's Maybe what, days. What would I don't be know. a good pickup after a hangover? Two packs of Tim Tams. Two packs of Tim Tams. But unfortunately, Joey, you're not getting any. But uh, yeah, Laura on the draw there for you, my friend. But I, I just want to get you guys some gifts. Some very, in some ways, Australian themed gifts, I guess, just to be somewhat stereotypical. But uh, Love this. Love it. Yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoy those. French Bulls TV saying, is this a Biggie Bagel hoodie? It is just a donut. It's it just looks like donut. a donut with a bite taken out Crashing of it. Crashing donut. Yeah. Da yeah, it up. wouldn't even be Biggie. It would be dashing. Uh, oh, yeah. How was your first uh, Duncan race? Duncan. Uh, <laughs> was it everything you would have hoped? Mark, what did you tell me earlier today? Uh, yeah, before you came, we were I don't know how we, how did we get on this topic. We're talking about the Bulls. Because we're constantly talking about the Dunkin' Donuts race. <laughs> we were talking what about else is there the, to talk about? We were talking about my experience at, at the game last night. And um, I, I was explaining to the guys, like, and you guys already know this, but I was shocked at how loud people were when the... Uh, the race, the Dunkin' Donuts race or whatever. That was the most vocal the UC crowd got. Like, they were loud when DeMar hit that three and one at the end of the game. But uh, they were louder when... It is when consistently... The two times that the fans are the loudest in the United Center, Dunkin' Donuts race, and then in the fourth quarter... Cheering for opponents missed if, free throws. If an opponent misses two back-to-back -back free throws, everybody gets free Portillo's, and people go absolutely bananas. Yeah. And, and again, Joshua, who was with you the game last night, he goes... He, 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 he tapped me on the shoulder and goes, watch out, listen to this. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, they're going to go nuts. And he was not wrong. Like, that was the loudest the crowd went. My ears started piercing. It was that freaking loud. So, uh, Chicagoans love free stuff, I guess. That's what I've uh, also learned. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think isn't that true. pretty universal? Doesn't everyone like free stuff? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, well, yeah, I got free tickets last night. Especially, <laughs> I like that free, but, uh, delicious <laughs> Vienna all beef hot dog Uh-oh. franks. Uh oh, Mark. Uh, here we go. Uh oh, here we go. Is that what we're going after? The and show? that'll do it for today's episode <laughs> of CHGO Bulls podcast. See, be good. <laughs> You heard the folks. Uh, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow, pregame before Bulls T Wolves, uh, seven o'clock tip, six thirty Central Time pregame. Um, in the meantime, Will is Will underscore Gallib on Twitter. Mark is MK Hoops on Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Appreciation and love always to our guy Lawrence for filling in for Joey. Long day for Lawrence. Nah, it's fine. It's all good. I'm getting Tim Tams. Having some Tim Tams. Uh, keep it right here. CHO Sports YouTube channel to catch CHO Blackhawks post game following their game tonight. Greg, Jay, Mario, all around. Don't forget also, cast your votes in CHO's merch madness. All of the uh, matchups are on our, twi- uh, on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Also, go to that merch locker right now, chgolocker.com. Promo code MERCH10, 10% off shopping today. Merch madness. Until tomorrow's pregame, for all of us here, appreciate you, Bulls Nation. See you right, be good.